Spending my time, spend with myself I wouldn't trade it for anything else You got my eyes, I got your back You and me ain't nothing better than that I hope one day that you're listening to this song Keeping us close when I've been gone Every word was written for you, yeah, yeah When I go, just know I'll come back If traffic's slow, just know I'd run back To you, I know this world can get kind of Hi, welcome to Raising Them Up, Up, Up and Away. My name is Jeff Tallafield. Uh, for anyone who listened to our previous first episode, thank you for joining us again. And to anyone for listening for the first time, thanks for being here. This is a show all about my relationship with my two sons and trying to introduce things that I loved in my childhood and hoping that they can connect with them the way I did. So in our first episode, my wife and I discussed um, a little bit about, mostly about what the show is going to be. Um, we mentioned a couple of things that um, our oldest son, Ben, is into now. And our youngest son, Henry, is you know, he's just one, so hasn't really connected with many things yet. But um, so we touched on a couple things that I just kind of wanted to dive into a little bit. Um, here in the second episode and just kind of give a background of where they are right now. So I'll start off, um, actually, over this past weekend, we were down visiting my parents and we were out um, at this little offbeat toy store and um, we were just looking around at things and Henry, one-year-old, he found this rack of um, stuffed animals and my wife was telling me, she she saw this happen. I I didn't, but she said his face just like lit up like she had never seen before. So it seems that it was like the first instance of him really connecting with something, and um, so that was exciting. We had gone in there with my wife Nicole had actually gotten down to our son Ben before we went in and said we're just going in here and looking around. We're not going to buy anything today. And then as soon as you know Henry locked eyes with that stuffed frog and lit his face up. We both kind of broke down and said, well, okay, maybe, maybe everyone gets one thing. So that's how Henry came home with uh, his stuffed frog, who I think is now named uh, Froggy McRog or something along those lines. Um, but anyway, so that's where Henry is right now. He's just kind of starting to, you know, figure out things that he likes. Ben, on the other hand, in the first episode, I mentioned, um, two things I mentioned that he's super into trucks and that, but also that he is starting to find pieces of media that link to, um, things that I'm passionate about, such as the show bat wheels, um, where it's a toddler show about all of Batman's vehicles coming to life and having their own adventures. Um, so, cause he loves, you know, cars and trucks and I love superhero stuff. So it's a good thread between us. But anyway, he, um, I wanted to talk about a couple of shows that he's just super into at the moment. And so I noticed something, a kind of a common thread that they all have. And I don't know if this is, you know, part of the wider toddler media stream at the moment, or if it's just, or if we're just finding, um, the, the specific instances of this, but it seems like a lot of toddler media right now is, built around construction plots and STEM learning. Um, so the first, first one that he's gotten into recently is um, Sesame Street and Mecha Builders, 
which so he 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 will tolerate Sesame Street and he just has to be in the mood for it. But Mecha Builders, I'm going to read this from the Mecha Builders website. So it's Robo Superheroes in Training. Need help? Mecha Builders will be there on the double to plan it, test it, solve it. Sesame Street Mecha Builders reimagines Elmo, Cookie Monster, and Abby Cadabby as robot heroes in training who use their STEM superpowers to solve wacky, larger-than-life problems. And I mean, it's a it's a cute show. It's so yeah, it's Elmo, Abby, and Cookie Monster from Sesame Street as robots, um, and they all have you know there are certain attributes. Elmo has uh, you know wheels in his feet, and Abby can fly, and Cookie Monster has like um, extendo arms. But they can also all um, grow, grow into giants or shrink down small, and so yeah, they and they use you know stem to solve whatever problems the town folk are having and then the second show i wanted to talk about was leo the truck uh which we did mention in the first episode and this is this is actually the one that he's been into the longest probably um and as i mentioned as far as we can tell it's a russian import on youtube you know with very like base base english translations and I, it's it's so you know kind of off the grid that it doesn't really have a website or anything i just wanted to read something some reviews from uh, imdb uh, one is this is the driest least intrusive cartoon for toddlers out there calming music bright colors no annoying childlike voices or weird gimmicks it's like an instruction video collection on how to build infrastructure my son loves it and so far it's the only cartoon he loves which is absolutely 100 percent true of us too i mean for a long time, it was the only thing Ben would want to watch if we let him have TV time. And I mean, it it has its values. Like, it, yeah, it is a great source of like learning colors and shapes and, you know, getting introduced to how things work and, you know, the building process. It's just this cast of characters is a little is wild and like two dump trucks, a forklift and an excavator where, you know, they're going to the airport together and the airport that they've just recently built uh, and then getting on a plane from it. And there's also three robot sidekicks that are just around too. So yeah, it's, it's wild. And then we have Ben has also just gotten into um, Bugs Bunny Builders, which is, if you couldn't guess, is the Looney Tunes characters also working in construction. Um, the Looney Builders Managed by Bugs Bunny, help his friends and neighbors around Looneyburg. By working together as a team, Lola Bunny, Daffy Dog, Porky Pig, Tweety, and others use their tools and wild vehicles to pull off some of the looniest construction jobs ever. So yeah, so they all have like personalized construction vehicles and they're going around doing these these construction jobs. Which is a good um it's a good introduction to the characters without introducing them to the now probably sometimes problematic original Looney Tunes um cartoons. Uh, I haven't watched those in a while, but I imagine some of them have not hold, held up as well as I would like to think. Um but also as a child of the nineties, watching Bugs Bunny Builders really, really just makes me wanna can't wait for the day to that I can show Ben uh, Space Jam. <laughs> There's no way I could do it yet, but um, a because he's not into you know narrative storylines yet, but also because the monsters are probably pretty too scary right now. <laughs> um, and then finally, the only other one I wanted to talk about was um, Paw Patrol. I feel confident that everyone at least knows a little bit about what Paw Patrol is about, but if anyone doesn't, it's 
basically a show about a boy named Ryder who leads a pack of dogs who each have their own uh, special emergency services vehicle. And they basically run this town and solve problems in it. So it's just really interesting that I've noticed this pattern in toddler programming right now where everything is based around, you know, construction or, you know, STEM or emergency services. Kids, kids love that stuff, I guess. But it also made me think that think about how how much of a fever dream these writers rooms must be like i was thinking about the the pitch meeting for paw patrol it must have been wild so i imagine these people talking about okay we have this kid his name Ryder, and he's gonna own these six dogs but don't worry we'll introduce more dogs as the seasons go on and they drive cars and one of them has a one of them flies in planes and helicopters. And I know that this doesn't matter to kids, but as an adult, you just think, well, where's Ryder's family? Why is this child living alone in a tower by himself with a pack of dogs? Why does the mayor in this town rely on this boy and his dogs for everything? There is no, as far as we've seen, there's no police force in the town. There's no other fire department. And it's just these things that, you know, Ben's not going to ask about now, but later on, you know, I don't want to have to answer, Dad, where's Ryder's parents? Well, I don't know. They've never answered that. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's funny to watch and think about. And then Mecha Builders, like the pitch meeting for that must have been crazy. Well, how can we get kids more into Sesame Street? Well, let's take some characters and make them Iron Man, basically. But then I was also thinking, it got me thinking about, you know, things I watched when I was young. And some of that was crazy, too. Looking back on it, I I don't know how some of the stuff I watched got made. Like, I wasn't a toddler, but I was thinking... I thought of the show Big Bad Beetleborgs, which was a Power Rangers knockoff. Um, another show where they used, you know, old old Japanese action show footage and mixed in English actors and stuff. But it, I mean, the plot of that was insane. It, basically, these kids walked into a haunted house. They unleashed a ghost who lives in the house with uh, a mummy, a vampire, and I think a werewolf. Um, and then the ghost makes the kids into their comic book heroes, these, you know, the Beetleborgs, and they go and they fight bad guys, whatever, for, who also got released from the comic book. But I was thinking about how did, how did these, like, this stable of universal movie monsters relate to the Japanese um, Power Ranger knockoff show? Like why did why did that have to be the vehicle for the, for them to get the transformation? I don't know. And then the other show I thought about was Johnny Bravo. There's no way that show would be made today. I mean, it's a children's show about a guy who is the biggest chauvinist you can imagine. And it's you know it gets laughs because he's so over the top that you know women don't give him the time of day. But like he taken in a vacuum he's a really problematic character uh so yeah i don't watching these children's shows with ben just really makes me laugh about how they're created and 
what goes in, what must go into creating them, if anything at all. I mean, I'm sure there's some that, you know, they have a big whiteboard and throw little magnets with words on them and then mash them into a story. The other thing I wanted to talk about that Ben is into currently is, and this is probably the biggest tug of war that we have about and you know, watching things is he will just want to, he'll just want you to turn YouTube on and do videos of these really, really cheaply made computer generated, you know, short videos of different trucks and they go down these ramps and they get dropped into like vats of paint and come out different colors or go down and into pools of soccer balls for some reason. I, yeah, there, there, there's no plot just music sometimes they're to the tunes of like nursery you know nursery rhymes or just pleasant music so we really limit that um you know we'll try to only do a couple at a time and then put on like an actual show with some some kind of educational value but yeah depending on the day he he could put up a big fight about putting that on and i just i was thinking you know if youtube had been around when I was a toddler. I, I mean, who knows? I probably would have been in the same boat. It's easy to look at now and say, well, these videos are really dumb, but yeah, I don't know if I had, you know, I'm sure there would have been stupid YouTube videos. I would have wanted my parents to play when I was little, if that had been around moving on from toddler shows. Um, I also wanted to talk about in this episode, a couple of points of excitement that, um, I'll probably dig into in the future, but I wanted to mention that over the last week or so, Bennett has shown some interest in uh, superhero things. So one day he was all about wearing my old red Superman cape that my mom had made me. Um, but he was wearing it all day at home. And then my wife took him to gym class in the afternoon. He, he wore it to gym class. Um, which I thought was really cool because that's something that I absolutely would have done at his age. And then he's also been into wearing my old Batman pajamas at night for bed. Um, you know, like the like costume pajamas symbol and little belt on the shirt. Um, so, he, yeah, he's showing showing some some interest in Superman, Batman and, and Spider-Man. He's got a Spider-Man hoodie that he likes a lot and. You know, he always says he climbs up the, st- the stairs like Spider-Man. So I, I'm i thinking of trying to find some. I know that they're out there. I have to look into them a little bit more um, superhero cartoons geared towards younger ages. Like I, don't, I don't think there are any that are geared specifically for quite as young as he is. But if I could find something that's, you know, geared for four to five, you know, something for him to look at and just kind of get introduced to characters. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Cause I actually, I, I pulled out, I went through my, my comics and pulled out a couple ones that, you know, aren't too dark in tone or anything. Like I have some Batman comics based on the animated series. And, uh, I was just, we were just kind of flipping through it and he was asking me, you know, who all the characters were and, you know, it got me excited to get into that world with him. So yeah. So I think, Maybe in a future episode, we'll get more into uh, more into comics and trying to find some good superhero based cartoons. So I think that will do it for me for this week. A little little shorter episode, just kind of give a background on uh, on where we are as far as media consumption right now. And uh, we'll try to get more into some fun stuff in the future. So thank you for listening. 
Thank you to Connor Price for the use of my theme song, Jude's Song. Find him on Spotify or wherever you get your music. And join me next week. Um, I'll be back with more on me and the boys. Before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review or rating wherever you're listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Old enough when we can sit and have conversations. Tell me all about what you want from life and all of your aspirations. Show you my favorite movies. I make these songs while you sleep. Every 